Shalom Aleichem. Welcome to the Schmooze, the Yiddish Book Center's podcast. I'm Lisa Newman, and today I'm visiting with Nikki Russ Fetterman. Nikki and her cousin Josh Russ Tupper are the fourth-generation owners of Russ and Daughters. Since 1914, this landmark New York City institution has been continuously owned and operated by four generations of the Russ family in the same spot on East Houston Street and run by the same family for 106 years. Russ and Daughters continues to provide the taste and traditions of a true New York experience. Welcome, Nikki. Hi, Lisa. Thanks for having me. Great uh, to have you. Um, today's call finds us, I think, in week seven of the pandemic shutdown, and I'm here in uh, the remote hill towns, and this finds you at Russ and Daughters in New York? Yes, well, I'm in Russ and Daughters, Brooklyn, uh, which is where we have our bakery, our kitchens, our shipping center, um, and offices, and uh, who's who knows which day it is any or week it is anymore. <laughs> Um, and I know you're doing really heroic work there, not only carrying on and uh, also feeding emergency workers and adapting to all of the challenges that no one could have prepared for in these trying times. So, um, thank you. Well done. Thank well you. Done. It's, it's definitely been the biggest challenge that um, Russ and Daughters has faced in 106 years, but um, but we will get through it. Um, so let's talk a little bit. It's hard to imagine that there's anybody listening who doesn't know about Russ and Daughters, but they should if they don't. Um, just give a quick history, if you could, um, of Russ and Daughters. Sure. So first I'll just start with what is Russ and Daughters. We are one of the uh, last and foremost torchbearers of uh, Jewish American cuisine, specifically the appetizing tradition. Um, so simply put, when you think of bagels and locks, babka, herrings, um, uh, that is that is appetizing. Um, it is the sister food tradition to delicatessen. So uh, appetizing is is um, fish and dairy, and delicatessen is for meats, right? Um, Russendars was founded by my great grandfather Joel Russ. Um, who was a Galicianer from a shtetl in today Poland, and he arrived uh, in 1907. Uh, he got his start by just uh, walking the streets of the Lower East Side, um, selling schmaltz herring. Uh, first, he had a barrel, then he got a, a push cart, then a horse and wagon, and finally, in 1914, he was able to open up a shop. So we date ourselves from the opening of his shop uh, in 1914. And, but the story really started before then. Um, and he was catering to the ways of poor Jewish uh, Eastern European immigrants uh, who were flooding the Lower East Side. And over time, he was able to expand his wares from just herring you know, to, to lox, salt-cured salmon, um, and uh, schmears and um, breads and things like that. Uh, eventually he needed, he needed workers um, and he looked to his family as one did uh, and he didn't have any sons but he had three daughters and the daughters came to work starting at the age of 11. And, but to his credit in 1935, 
Um, he renamed his store Russ and Daughters. It's the first business in this country that has and daughters in its name. And not just that, he actually made his daughters his partners. So um, while it was a very, he understood that it was a very bold move. Uh, I think he knew that it was, you know, and daughters was very catchy and it would set him apart from other appetizing shops. Um, I don't think he was a woke feminist, but I still think of him as one. Uh, and the second generation were the daughters and their husbands who married into the shop. Uh, the third generation of Russ and Daughters was my parents um, who ran it from the 70s to uh, 2009. And now we're in our fourth generation. My cousin Josh and I um, co-own and run Russ and Daughters together. And um, we, for literally a hundred years until 2014, there was just our original um, Lower East Side shop on East Houston Street. Um, and then Josh and I opened um, Russ and Daughters Cafe. So we created a a, a sit-down restaurant just around the corner on the Lower East Side on Orchard Street. And um, after that, we created our own bakery to continue to make, you know, true New York bagels and bialis and chisel rise and pumpernickel breads. And we opened um, on the Upper East Side uh, of Manhattan inside of the Jewish Museum. So there's a Russ and Daughters appetizing counter and sit down restaurant in the museum. And, um, and as I mentioned, we also now have Russ and Daughters in Brooklyn. So we cross the East River of New York and um, now have a, a large space where we can um, serve the Brooklyn community as well as ship our, our food out all over the country. So, um you are such an anchor, um, I think, and a, and a connection for many of us. And it's odd for me, Nikki, actually, to think about this, but um, I was both at the appetizer shop and the cafe and the Jewish Museum location um, days before uh, the quarantine. Um, and it's it's such an integrated part of all of our lives. Um, I think in terms of New York, uh, I met my friend Ruthie there on December 25th, and we stood in line with everybody in the cold waiting for it to open so we could have Christmas Day bagels and locks. Um, and the cafe is a place where, you know, you can sit at the counter and just have a great conversation. I learned all about somebody's uh, Jewish roots and how, how they had come to America. And I, I think in... In weathering uh, all that's happened, I know that Russ and Daughters has weathered the Spanish flu pandemic, the Second World War, and likely many other challenges. You move so quickly, I think, to face this. And I wonder how you've drawn on that, all that your family uh, has created in terms of a place of community for all of us, a place of familiarity, and also a place that serves up tradition. Mm. Yeah, I think um, you're right. We weathered, you know, wars, depressions, recessions, um, terrorist attacks, hurricanes. I think the fact that my family 
uh, is so in it. You know, this is our daily, this daily life, um, the store, our food, our customers, the business, so that we were able to uh, sort of quickly figure out what needs to happen to keep going. And then we're also buoyed by a sense of obligation we have to our customers, to the public, who really rely on us, not just on a, on a literal level to, you know, to, to feed them, but it goes much deeper that, you know, on a, on a real symbolic, emotional level, people feel, care, feel that they're cared for and they're carried through these challenges when um, they know that Russ and Daughters is, 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 op is open, is there for them. Um, uh, we saw that during Hurricane Sandy and 9-11, you know, we were open, stayed open. And, um, and we heard more than one you know, person say, I know we're gonna be okay because Russ and Daughters is, is here. Russ and Daughters is open. Um, so, that, you know, we're able to draw on also on 106 years of, of perseverance um, and resilience. And so I definitely felt when, you know, we, when the um, coronavirus crisis started that, that I, was, I was buoyed by knowing that if we were able to get through, you know, 106 years of challenges, we're, we're going to get through this one, you know, even though at times it looked look pretty bleak. Um, so there's a mutual um, need that that we have for the public and the public has for us that that keeps us um, able to weather these these challenges. So let's let's talk um, on a very positive way <laughs> um, that you have been able to, well you always do mail order food so I should I should preface it by saying that but right now it's the only way that we can get this and it's great because it's uh, like a delivery of comfort and tradition all across the country so talk a little bit uh, about um, how you're dealing with this and how it works yeah so just to clarify because I know you probably have listeners um, all over the country, um, including here in New York City. So mm -hmm. we are, right now we're shipping Russ and Daughters uh, across the 50 states and that we ship overnight. Um, but in, in here in New York City, um, our Lower East Side store is open, quote unquote. Um, we, we're not able to allow customers into the shop, but we are taking orders by phone and people come and pick up their uh, their fish and their bagels and their babka and you name it at the door. And we also deliver throughout Manhattan. Um, and then we are delivering throughout Brooklyn um, with the uh, Tri Caviar app. Um, so that allows for contactless pickup here at our Brooklyn location and it and contactless delivery. Um, so. It's, it's great, you know, we're so lucky that before this happened, we already, as you said, we already um, had 
shipping, nationwide shipping and deliveries as part of our, you know, operation. Um, because right now, you know, we both of our restaurants are totally shut down. Um, and so this is really the thing that is carrying us through. Um, and also, it feels good that we can provide this ability to get our food directly to people in their homes. Um, so, so that really, you know, it, it feels, the work feels essential on a lot of levels right now. And, and it is, and I will say, and no slight to my neighbors here in the rural area of western Massachusetts, but it's really hard to get a good bagel um, or a babka for that matter. So um, I'm curious to know if you're seeing any trends in what people are ordering. Well, we're seeing people ordering, you know, a lot more, right? So people are ordering to stock up. Um, so, you know, whereas maybe they ordered um a half a pound of uh nova before now they're ordering a pound and a half um and they're you know maybe ordering a chocolate and a cinnamon babka when before they would have chose you know <laughs> chosen between the two uh so there's that and we're seeing a lot of um gift orders people sending care packages to other people um you know, and it, in a way, it's like our food has become a stand-in uh, for, you know, people to say, look, I can't physically be with you right now, but here's a way that I'm sending my love. Um, and the response has just been amazing. I mean, I love seeing what people are posting and, you know, posting pictures, receiving their boxes and, um how it makes them cry, you know, to open up their box and um, taking pictures of, you know, themselves like pulling out the, the salmon and the bagels and the cream cheese from the, you know, the package. And it, it's, uh, it's really, it's really lovely. So we, we, at the, we print out every day, we print out a list of, um, you know, the emails and posts and things that we're seeing and we put it up for all of our staff to see so they can really understand the, the appreciation that's out there and the impact that their work and the fact that they're coming into work has um, on, you know, on our customers who are getting it. Um, and we may have to do some, you know, everybody's doing Zoom cocktails. I think we might have to do Zoom schmears um, mm -hmm. and start a whole new tradition. I love it. Yeah, Zoom, Zoom yeah. brunch, definitely. Okay, uh, I'm there. Um, and I would be remiss if I didn't um, acknowledge and ask you a little bit about all that you're doing, again, to supply food for those on the front lines of this emergency, which is, again, heroic work and I think speaks to so much about, you know, you, Russ and Daughters, and the, and the long tradition. Yeah, we, um, we have been feeding between 1 to 200 um, frontline workers every day to various hospital, nursing homes, rehab centers um, uh, around uh, New York City. Luckily, the tra there's no traffic right now, so it's very easy to, to make deliveries. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, it's a combination of, of our donations, customers coming forward and saying, I want to sponsor, you know, a meal or 50 meals. 
um, some wonderful organizations that have um, wanted to work with us. Uh, so it's, it, it's a really um, uh, impactful way to remind us of the work that's being done out there to help support um, that work and um, to, for us to, to feel connected to um, uh, the, the efforts uh, that are there. And, um, and as also as a conduit for, for customers who are at home and might feel a little helpless, like they're not able to work, they don't know what to do. And for them to know that they're helping to feed um, frontline workers is, it, it makes everyone feel good. Thank you. So let's tell our listeners now how to visit the site, how to order, etc. Yeah, so uh, for ordering online, best thing is to just go to our website, russanddaughters.com, and you'll see it says shipping nationwide, and you can order from there. Um, if you if uh, if you're not finding the sh your ideal shipping date, uh, because we do book up online quite fast, um, then you can give our Lower East Side shop a call. It's two one two. 475-4880 and then press one for the for the shop and we can probably squeeze you in a little earlier than um, than that and if you're in New York City give the give the shop a call the same number um, to pick up an order uh, to have a delivery in Manhattan and for Brooklyn listeners uh, go on the Thai Caviar app and you'll find Russ and Daughters Brooklyn um, so lots of different ways that we that you can have uh, your, you know, Russ and Daughters delivered right to you. Um, and the, you know, what's nice about our food is that the, the, you can throw bagels in the freezer and keep them. The smoked fish keeps over a week in your fridge. Um, so, you know, herring, uh, pickled herring, for example, has a, you know, you can keep that in your fridge for a couple of weeks. So um, it's food that can be appreciated and enjoyed um, you know, over time. And, and I'll give a little personal shout out, if I may, while you're on the site, after you've ordered your food, check out the merchandise. Um, I have taken your canvas uh, mustard colored bag um, back and forth to London, Poland, New York, Dallas recently. It's great. Um, <laughs> uh, it's a nice way to connect with people around the world when they recognize it. Yeah, yeah, that's, you know, I love the way that um, Russ and Daughters, it's kind of amazing and humbling to me um, to, to, to feel the ways in which Russ and Daughters is this kind of unifying force and that people feel like they're part of a tribe. Um, and like you said, there's this recognition when somebody spots somebody wearing a Russ and Daughters hat or, you know, um, uh, they, they, they bond over, you know, which, which smoked salmon is their favorite. We certainly saw this recently. We, we hosted a Russ and Daughters um, Seder, second Seder, which we normally do in our restaurant every year. And it's one of the most, my most favorite nights of the year. Um, our restaurant only has 70 seats. So that's as large a gathering as we usually have it. Um, but this year, uh, virtually, we did, um, we had about 800 people from all over the country, even internationally. And to think that like our tiny shop and our family business could be the 
the thing that would create, you know, hundreds of computers, turn hundreds of computers into one long table um, was really, truly special. I never thought I'd say that about a Zoom session, but um, it really was a, a really special night. Well, Nikki, thanks to you, to Josh, and to the really stellar, amazing team at Russ and Daughters for all that you're doing um, to keep a family business a New York institution um, and, uh, you know, an appetizer shop that we all love, um, which is very much part of the American Jewish story, going through hard times. You're doing yeoman's duty on both sides of the counter, I know. So um, thank you again, and I look forward to being back at the cafe, the appetizer shop, the museum store, and all of it. So yeah, until, until then. Thank you, Lisa, and uh, we'll, we'll nosh in person soon. Um, and thanks for just keeping the, the, the ethos and the life and the tradition of the Yiddish Book Center alive as well. well thank you, and stay safe and healthy, and look forward to seeing you around the table. Take Great. care. Take care. You've been listening to The Schmooze, a production of the Yiddish Book Center in Amherst, Massachusetts. For more on Yiddish and Jewish culture, visit YiddishBookCenter.org. Today's podcast was coordinated by Sam Brivik and produced by Sarah Blakefeld. Be well, be healthy, and tune in again soon.